Hey guys, you turn it into a world is listen I personally can't wait to talk about the New England Patriots today. Um, I really enjoy watching Mac Jones throw the football. Yeah, I agree. Mac Jones is going to stay in the pocket for not too long, but not overstate his presence. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> having fun already. I like it. I like it. How's it going, Curtis? How's it going, listeners? It's it's your boys here at the Low Resolution Podcast. You know who it is. The realest in the world. Curtis, make yourself known. What's going on? What's going on? So, yeah, uh, you know what's going on. Basically, today we're going to be Stop. <laughs> okay, no, I'm sorry. Do you remember, do you remember Shy Ronnie from the Lonely Island? Uh, no, I do with, not. With... With Rihanna, oh my god, that's a, that's a good one. It's not like one of their best, but Shy Ronnie, it was just like, Rihanna was singing the hook, and then Shy Ronnie came in, and he was like, Hey, you know what's me? <laughs> and then she's like hitting the ad-libs like, Speak up! That shit is so good. <laughs> um, No, so, sorry. Sorry if you're, if you're here for serious business, you know, your team might be in one of these divisions, but we are doing the AFC East and the NFC East predictions today. Boom, mic drop. Fucking bomb explosion right there. I threw that shit in. Let's fucking go. I'm ready. Are you ready, Curtis? I am ready. Absolutely. We took a couple days to rejuvenate ourselves. We went fucking absolutely crazy last week on this shit. And the fucking turnout for it was very much appreciated. The reciprocation is beyond measurable. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it on Instagram. But, and it's not even the craziest metric, but it was just the affirmation that we're really moving in the right direction. We, uh, we were ranked number 32 in the country in, on Apple Podcasts in, under the music commentary genre, which is just like a random-ass subgenre of podcasts, and it was number 32 for probably like a day. But that's number 32 out of how, how many other podcasts out there, and it wouldn't be possible without my fucking favorite people in the world listening as lo- as well as curtis's favorite people our favorite people we love all of you from the bottom of our hearts yeah uh it's actually insane to think about that it like you said it's just some random you know subgenre. but three episodes deep probably not even a week into doing this you know i think this is this probably makes it a week actually today it's it's crazy to see a, a number like that it's it's fucking awesome it it really is awesome, dude. I'm really happy. I'm really happy, and it's given me the confidence to keep pushing with it, knowing that there's people that actually support us. It is awesome. It's it's very dope. Um, we're very blessed. It, we're very blessed because not everyone who starts out a podcast gets the amount of love we get uh, or we've gotten so far. And I want to keep working my ass off to keep you guys here and keep you entertained and keep you wanting to listen. However many times we upload throughout the week, whether it's fucking three times, whether it's just once, I hope whatever fucking whatever content we put out, it brings you guys joy because that's what you all deserve. For tuning in and listening the way that you guys have been, you guys deserve the world. And I'm talking a lot and I'm taking these little fucking breaths in, but I'm just fucking trying to get out all of my love and appreciation before we get into this episode. But that's about all I have to say before we start talking about what we're going to talk about today. Um, Curtis, do you want to, do you want to hit him, hit him with the sauce real quick, my friend? Uh, what, about what we're getting into today? Yeah, bro. Just drop it on him. Lay it on him. 
I think it's uh it it's only right that we should start out with the AFC East, I believe. Yeah, I think we should start out strong with the AFC East and kind of, you know, simmer down with the NFC East because the AFC East has a lot to unpack. Yeah, sounds good to me. Definitely our most interesting division that we've touched on. Actually, I don't know. Between the AFC North and AFC East, I, I like talking about the East more, though. I, I really <laughs> am uh, intrigued by the Dolphins this season. They're a very intriguing team to, to look at and prospect about. Yeah, for sure. I. Uh... I think they'll definitely be a good team to touch on when we get there. I, I guess we should start from the bottom to the top, though. Work our way up through the division. Um, yeah, sure. Let's start with the Jets. That, that's easy. That's easy to start with. Wow. Bold, bold of you to assume at the bottom. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> is it bold? No. I know you're being a little facetious. Not yeah, I know, I know. Coming in at fourth, and my predictions are the New York Jets. <laughs> Coming in at fourth in everyone's predictions across the fucking globe, except for people who live in the Bronx <laughs> and and anywhere in New York that uh, that are delusional. That there's no way the Jets are going to do half as much as any of the other teams. They are definitely rebuilding, and their quarterback's out for how many how many weeks? Four weeks? How how many weeks is he out to start with? Um, I'm actually not sure. I forgot that I wrote up my notes before. He got hurt. Um, I should probably go through and check that. Okay, so it says Jets coach on week one. If Wilson ready, he'll play. So his knee surgery was successful, it says, which is a good sign. But he, they, they're definitely not uh, showing any signs of causing a problem in the nightmare of the conference that they're in. Yeah, I'm, I, it, I don't think that changes much for me. Especially looking at their first three games, four games, that doesn't change anything for me. I, you know, I like Zach Wilson, but not that much. <laughs> if he, if he's playing or not, I think my my predictions stay the same. I I have the Jets winning maybe maybe five games this season. I have them. I, I want to say that their their ceiling, and this is it sounds a little disrespectful to say, but I think their ceiling is five wins this year. Yeah, I I don't think that's crazy to say that at all. And I I always feel like I should preface this by saying I'm more than prepared to be wrong with some of these predictions because I feel like I'm 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 lowballing a lot of teams. But I mean, there's just certain teams that I look at, and the Jets are one of them. I just don't see many possible wins on their schedule. I mean, I just I I, I have them at three and fourteen, which you know, like I've been saying, I give or take a couple games. I'm I'm more than likely going to be off. But, you know, I think five wins is a, is a very realistic ceiling for this team. Yeah, I see them turning up a little bit for themselves at the end of the season, just staying competitive in the NFL, the, the nature of the league, playing teams like the Bears, the Lions, the Jaguars. I see those teams, uh, I see those as games where they're at least watchable uh, in terms of it not just being complete destruction. But the first half of their season is very brutal. It is a fucking gauntlet, to say the least. I would not be surprised to see them go into their bye week without a win. I mean, I, I think yeah. they can steal one, like one or two games, and I think that is generous. I think they have probably the toughest first half of the schedule that I have seen thus far. Yeah, I agree with you on that. They're definitely not favored in any of these games. 
no that that to is say, tough to say this the very the, least this is the first time i've actually like looked at it that is no that that is not the i don't even know what to say about that actually well uh with with little being left to be said i don't want to upset any jets fans out there tuning in not touching on any not touching on a lot of stuff but you know, I mean, Zach Wilson, he's a, he's a very big question mark. He's still yet to have proved himself. He they, they're starting to add some people around him to to start and give him a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of growing room and a little uh, a few options. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's 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 a fucking I mean, the AFC is a gauntlet for everybody right now. Everyone in the AFC should be worried about what's going to happen this season. Yeah, Tom Brady is in the NFC right now, and I know he's never been happier to not be in the AFC. Yeah, you are not wrong. I just I don't have very many notes on this Jets team, but I mean, looking at it, they they drafted Garrett Wilson, which is a, a solid addition. They have Corey Davis and Elijah Moore, which could potentially become, you know, a, a threat for Zach Wilson to get the ball to, or even Joe Flacco if Zach Wilson's not playing, I guess. And Brees Hall is a very good running back to draft or that they drafted. I'm sorry. But I mean, I just like I said before, I just don't see it with the tough schedule they have. Their defense is a a very big question mark. Even drafting Sauce Gardner like they did. I just uh, I don't know. I don't see it. I do really like Robert Sala. I think he will eventually uh, get this team going in the right direction. But as of right now, I don't think there's much else to say that this team there's just not very many opportunities for them this year. Yeah. Yeah, I have them at five wins. Or Honestly, looking at the first half and really like reanalyzing the first half of their schedule, five seems generous. I'm going to give them four wins. I'm going to take one of those away. I'm going to give them maybe two in their division if they're lucky. One minimum. I think they'll get one game out of their division. But... I could see them snagging a couple other games in the second half of the season. Definitely, the the end the end stretch is it's not too menacing for them in comparison to the first half. And we'll see what what happens at that point of the season because week eighteen, you know what happens with teams that you need a win to get in. They're playing Miami, and Miami will possibly, uh, very likely, be in a situation where they need to beat the Jets to get into the playoffs. And I mean, look what happened to the Colts last year against the Jaguars. That that shit is more than possible. It's all mental. You know how it is. It's like when you're bowling and you know you need to get that spare and you hit one fucking pin and you're just heartbroken. Yeah, I mean, these division games, like you were just saying, on paper, I think the Jets should go 0-6. But, you know, football is football. Who who knows? That's why they play the game, right? I mean, I I think... That if it came down to it, Miami having to get in the playoffs, the Jets probably focusing on next year's draft at this point in the season. You know, the the Dolphins should win that game pretty handily, but who knows? The Jags had no business beating the Colts, like you said. So, yeah, I I I don't see I don't see the Jets doing anything besides possibly breaking the Dolphins' hearts at the end of the season. And I know there's people that are going to hear that. They're going to be like, shut the fuck up. You're fucking stupid. But <laughs> I'm not saying it from any place of hatred, hatred towards the Dolphins. I'm saying it from a place of how many wins I think the Jets are going to have this season. And if I'm going to reason out four wins, I'm going to at least speak some possible realities into it. 
So is that your segue into the Dolphins, or are we moving on to a different team in the, in the, in the uh, number three spot? You know what? Let's go with the Dolphins. Um, uh, we don't need to go from worst to best. Let's just go right into the Dolphins. I know people are. Re- I know there's at least one person out there that's ready to hear it, and that person is my friend Jake. I want to give my friend Jake a shout out. He's a good man. Um, I have a lot of friends that are Dolphins fans. Joey, you're my guy. I mean, I, I don't even want to get into it with, with people that I'm friends with that are fucking fans of the teams in this division. I have a lot. I have a lot. But, Curtis, I do have an audio clip that I want to play for you and for the listeners of Jake's prediction for the season. Do you want to go ahead and take a listen to that? Yeah, let's hear it. I'd love to have a rebuttal afterwards. Tyler, Curtis, I want to thank you guys for having me on the podcast. And let me just say first and foremost... The Miami Dolphins are going back to the playoffs this year. I wholeheartedly believe that. And I may be a delusional Dolphins fan, and Tyler, Tyler knows that I am. But let me back up this statement with some facts. Now, for the actual record, I think the team's going to be 11-6 and six or 10-7. and seven. But our offense has improved drastically. Now, a lot of people like to shit on Tua because they think it's fun. Oh, look at Tua. He threw a duck. He, he has no arm. He's a noodle arm. Let me just tell you guys, he was known for his deep ball in college. He has had no weapons the past two years. Devontae Parker, his best receiver, can't get any separation. He got Waddle last year, finally. But it's not like we had a, you know, a genius offense. We had two offensive coordinators, so we had bad communication. We had Brian Flores as a coach who didn't care about the offense. Now we have Mike McDaniels, the truth. We got Tyreek Hill, who I still cannot believe is on this team, paired with Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert, and Chase Evans in the backfield as well. That is the fa- we have the fastest offense in the league. I want you guys to think about that. Defenses are going to become so tired by the fourth quarter in games, trying to keep up with us. The Miami Dolphins will surprise a lot of people this year, and I am looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Heat. <laughs> Heat. Absolute heat, dropping nothing but nothing but truth bombs on the people. He's a character. That's hilarious. Yo, I love it though. I love it. You can feel you can feel the passion, and that's what we need. We need that in our friends that are in our in our family that are just you know a little a little bit unhinged when it comes to the love they have for their teams. And um, you know, he made some points. He did definitely make some points. Do you agree with that, Curtis? I, I do agree, actually. I have them going 11-6, and six, like he said. Um, I, I, I like a couple of the key points that he touched on. I think, first of all, I love him giving a shout-out to Raheem Mostert, uh, fellow 386 kid, graduated from NSB, uh, coming back to play in the state of Florida. I hope he absolutely thrives. I would love to see that for him. But uh, just moving on from that onto their team as a whole, I think he's right about the lack of weapons to his head. I am a very big Tua supporter. I always have been. I, uh, you know, to a fault, I think I would say at this point, he has given me no reason to continue to support him in the NFL after how great he did in college for a couple years. But I, I'm very excited to see what he can do now that he's finally got Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. Mike Gesicki's a phenomenal receiver. You know, he can't block anybody, but, you know, that's that's not the point. I, I believe in Mike McDaniel, and uh, I, I think he's going to give them a chance to succeed. I like it. I like that. That's very, very polite, you know, very, very uh, 
impersonal. Not uh, is that the word? If it, yeah, very impersonal. No, no, no hatred towards the dolphins. You know, no wanting to troll your friend. Uh, me on the other hand, though, I I have some stuff to say about the dolphins, to say the very least. Uh, you know, let's throw some dolphin sounds in there. Let's throw. Let's. Yep. Nice. Yep. There it is. Um. Uh, let's throw some bombs. Let's throw a couple more bombs. All right. Cool. Sounds good. All right. So yeah, the dolphins. The Dolphins are going to be a lot closer to their floor than they are their ceiling this season. Uh, I know people don't want to hear that. I know you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear that your team's not going to thrive. No one wants to hear it. You know, I have skepticisms about my team this season. It's a human feeling. But, um, you know, if, if they are going to reach their ceiling this year, which I think their ceiling would be 11 wins, then... Tua is really going to have to show up and show that he's been missing these pieces and that's the reason why he hasn't been as successful as people thought he was going to be. Or I shouldn't even say thought because he got put in a really bad situation. You can only you can only uh you can only expect so much from somebody put in a position like that. It's 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 not his fault. And I understand that completely. And the only the only uh what's the word? Quarrel, the only quarrel I guess I have with Tua is that he's compared to my my guy Justin over in LA. And I, I don't think that he has showed himself enough. But at the same time, Tua has not had the weapons that Justin Herbert has had. So it is difficult to compare them. And I'm biased. But biases aside, I think that they are very volatile. I think they are a team that are either going to thrive or they're going to shit the bed this season. And I'm not saying that they're going to shit the bed, but if I had to pick between two the two, I would pick that they're not going to do this great, do that great this season, and it's because of the schedule they have. Their schedule is very tough. Their schedule is not they they have some games in there that they're going to definitely win without a doubt, but when it comes down to it, I see uh I see them I see them winning. I'm, you know what? I'm gonna give them nine games. They're gonna go over 500, but they're gonna win nine games, and they are not going to go to the playoffs this season. I personally do not believe that they are going to in this uh, this AFC that's been bred this last season or two. Should I say it's it's just been turned into an absolute powerhouse. I mean, my whole childhood, the AFC was not shit compared to the NFC. It was always the NFC just absolutely dominating, and it's a complete turnaround at this point in time. Yeah, at, growing up as somebody who always watched the NFC more, it always sucked to see that our conference was always better, and then the time came in the Super Bowl, and I'd have to watch Tom Brady raise another fucking Lombardi, and <laughs> just, I was so sick of that. Not that it makes it any better watching him do it in the NFC. I can't fucking stand this guy. He just needs to retire. I'm sure I said that already. But this isn't about the NFC South or Tom Brady. Um, I I don't know if the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. It's so tough with the AFC being so hard, like you said. I mean, the AFC West, I know I've said this so many times already, and we haven't even gotten to the AFC West episode. That division is so tough. And if all things pan out the right way for those teams, it could be the best division in the history of football. I, it might already be. I don't be. think that's that, that, that. That's crazy to say. Just 
they really could, especially with the seventh uh, playoff team being added to each side. I just, I think they actually have a chance at sending all four teams to the playoffs. And that is absolutely That would be so insane. That would be fucking crazy. I can't wait for the end of the year because I I feel like that's going to be a real possibility. I'm sure one or two teams will have it locked up early, early in the season. Not early in the season, but you know, around week 13 or so and let the other teams fight it out at towards the end. But like I said, I digress. All right, all right. Let's not not get too. I digress. Let's not get too. (laughs) Let's not get too strong in this AFC West talk right now. You know, we got we got other we got other uh, fish to fry, literally. And and, and those (laughs) fish are the dolphins and it's sink or swim this season. I I do want to say. I do want to say I'm so happy for Teddy Bridgewater to be back home in South Florida that if Tua doesn't show up like I think he should, I have all the faith in the world and Mike McDaniel to pull the plug and let the South Florida kid come in and perform for the Dolphins and lead them 100% to a playoff spot, should that be the case. I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy watching Teddy Bridgewater take them to the playoffs because it would just only make Dolphins fans more angry at the end of the day knowing that Tua <laughs> didn't do it. it. It would it would be really enjoyable to just like look at them and be like, ha what happened? What happened? I, I don't know. Um, no, so um, not to be just completely pessimistic towards them and, you know, the great things they've done this offseason to stack this team and the great things that they didn't change. Um, and that being them keeping their defensive coordinator, uh, that keeping keeping him and not getting rid of him and not changing the scheme with a new head coach coming in is with already a great defense that they had is going to be major for them. I think it's going to keep a lot of consistency on a side on the side of the ball that was already great to begin with and having that is going to be the reason that they even have this conversation of why they might go to the playoffs because they have a they have a great few pieces on their offense but uh it's going to be the the two the two coming together to really bring this team above, you know, above all the critics and all the negativity. I, and, and I'm not against seeing them thrive. I, I would like to see them win for the sake of my friends out there that like that team. Uh, they've never personally done anything to put pain in my heart. I just like fucking trolling my friends. That's really, that's what it boils down to at the end of the day. <laughs> um, I just don't see them winning more than 10 games, though. Maybe, maybe, okay, maybe I'll change it from 9 to 10. Maybe I'll give them 10 games, but even 10 with this conference, I can see seven teams easily having more than 10, 10 wins. And not to mention that the Bills are in their conference, or in their division, I'm sorry. Yeah, that is brutal, to say the least. Which is another conversation, because I'd like to stay on the Dolphins for a little longer, but having, having the, having the, um, Having the teams in general that are in in their conference, uh, I'm sorry, I keep saying conference in their division. The Patriots always bring trouble. the The Patriots are never shy of bringing the Dolphins trouble, um, and the Bills are just monstrous this season. They're scary. They're like Space Jam level. Like, what the fuck did what What is going on right now? Uh, I, I like their I like their team a lot though. I, I, I want do you have anything else do you have anything to offer as a rebuttal for what I've said about the Dolphins so far? I don't I don't think so. I th- I think I've pretty much got my point across. I, I want to see them succeed. I've said before that I would like to have a competitive team represent for Florida. 
aside from the Tom Brady Buccaneers. And if it's the Dolphins, then yeah. I'm I'm all for it. I th- I think it would be nice to see them be competitive and win some games and fight for a playoff spot, whether they make it or not. I th- I think they have um the opportunity to to have a successful season this year. Um. So yeah, I I, I definitely see the Dolphins taking taking big steps forward as a franchise as a team i i i I wish success for tua honestly i do as long as that success doesn't interfere with the chargers winning a super bowl i hope that he he has some accolades because he's a good quarterback he is he's not bad he is not terrible as much as i joke to my friends about him as much as i compare him to justin herbert he's not bad in any form of the word he he is going to He's going to thrive this season. I truly do believe that. But there is room for mistakes and there is room for growth in that sense at the same time that he's going to have to learn. A, a, a head coach who has never been a head coach before, he's going to have a lot of errors. He's going to have a lot of opportunities that are going to be, you know, I don't want to say it's going to be bad for him, but I, I just see I just see some games slipping through their their fingers that they could have won that, you know, Rookie, not rookie mistakes, but uh, miseducated guesses on what they should do and uh, how they should perform in moments where where they're playing teams like the Bills or the Patriots or any other team in the fucking AFC that is on their schedule that's nice and and is is ready for the competition. Uh, but yeah, I want to thank Jake for sending that audio in. I I love you, brother, and thank you, Jake. I, I, yeah, woo woo! Throw some more dolphins in that motherfucker. Throw some more dolphins on in there. I love it all over the place. There they are. Yep, I love it. I'm gonna use the <laughs> I'm gonna use the audio for fucking uh, SpongeBob when they're cursing. Like, what the is going on in this podcast? <laughs> I can't stand these guys. Um. So yeah, uh, that I, I got the dolphins at ten wins. What What do you have them at, Kurt? Uh, I'm pretty comfortable with them in eleven and six. Okay, are you sure? That's that's bold. That's a bold statement. You you see them. You see. Okay, okay, yeah. The playoffs are another conversation. That's another conversation. I got them at ten. Curtis has them at eleven. I have them in second in their division, though. I know we jumped to them, but I do have the Patriots behind them. Yeah, I, I do as well. Okay, so speaking of the Patriots, I guess there's no other way to start this part of the episode than to introduce. A friend of ours, a near and dear friend of ours who's been a friend for a long time who also sent in some uh, personal sentiments as to how he feels about what the Patriots are going to do this season. And um, I'm excited to hear it. Curtis, for the first time live, are you ready to hear it? Yeah, this, this is brand new to me. I'm, I'm excited to hear what bias is about to come out of Dom's mouth right now. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Um, let's get it. Good evening, everybody. Um, I just want to say thank you to... Kurt and Ty for allowing me to voice my opinions on my New England Patriots for this episode. First, I want to say, Curtis, congratulations on the engagement. I haven't spoken to you in a minute. My guy. But I'm going to go ahead with my prediction here. I'm saying the Pats are going to go 11-6, and six, if not 12-5. and five. Second or tied to the Bills in the division. This motherfucker. Obviously competing for a Super Bowl contention spot. Um, especially in week 11, I'm expecting an ass whooping. 
Um, I believe that we're going to dismantle the Minnesota Vikings. Um, but that goes without saying. This fucking guy. So huh? hope you guys um, enjoy the rest of your podcasting time. It's been a joy listening in. <laughs> fucking eating the bag. And um, yeah, thank you for letting me on here, guys. Two is mid. <laughs> so stupid. Oh my god. Oh my god. I don't even know where to dive into that. I started listening Drop to that. Drop some bombs. Yeah, I started listening to that with such with such uh thankfulness, I guess you could say, for him to throw in the engagement part in the beginning. And then for him <laughs> to absolutely shit on me by saying that he thinks that the fucking the Patriots are gonna dismantle the Vikings. I don't I don't know where to go from there. He really did sweeten you up. I like that tactic. Uh, that was a very Patriots-esque, a very, very Patriots fan-esque tactic of delivering just a, 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 a crucial blow in his mind. He probably thinks that he got you with that shit. What is and it? You know, November personally, 24th, I think he, what is that? Is that Thanksgiving? Yeah, it is. We play him on Thanksgiving, and it's prime time? Oh my god, Dom, you are silly. You guys gotta come to the bank on Thanksgiving? Yeah, you should have never put that in there. Yeah, I mean, Dominator's cool and all, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't see them winning that game either. I I, I like it, though. I I love the the friendly competition. I love it, the the sentiment. You know, we haven't brought this up on the podcast, and Dominic's a good man for bringing it up, and I feel like a lackluster co-host with Curtis to, to not have brought this up. But Curtis is recently engaged to his fiance Allie, and I just want to say congratulations to both of them. I love them both from the bottom of my heart, and it's awesome. It's amazing. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. It was a long time coming, if you ask her. Uh, it was about six years too late. I've been getting grilled <laughs> about it for as long as I can remember. But no, in, in all seriousness, I, I love her with all my heart. And uh, thank you. Thank, thank you to you and Dom. Actually, I did not expect him to bring it up, but no. I, <laughs> I'm I'm happy it's out of the way. I guess you could say now I got a wedding to fucking plan for. Yeah, no stress there. I mean, at least you could think about the Patriots on Thanksgiving before that. You know, wow, I can't wait. The real, the real fear. Yeah, the real fear in your heart. <laughs> What's planning for setting up the day that's going to prepare you for the rest of your life with the, with your with your soulmate? And it's the day after my birthday, my favorite holiday, Thanksgiving. Oh man, I, I can't oh wait. God. I'm even more excited now. Just a little added incentive. I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, let's start on the let's start on the Patriots. Let's start on what we think about them this season. Uh, I guess I guess I'll go first since you went first with the Dolphins. Let's hear it, partner. I th- okay. So I I don't think the Patriots are where they were with Tom Brady. I mean, fucking obviously. I think a blind man. Not with- exactly a hot take there. <laughs> yeah. No. So far from a hot take, but. I, I don't think that they are very far, very far away from being a successful team. I don't see them at 11 wins. I believe that's the number that Dom threw out there. I don't see them that high up. I don't see them making a Super Bowl run. I don't see that. Uh, I, I see Bill Belichick. I see him looking through the mirror that I'm looking in right now. I actually see like like Insidious, you know, an Insidious when the dude pops up behind her, the little the red face motherfucker. That, that's you and Bill right now? That's me and Bill right now. Yeah, he's in my mirror, and it's scary. Uh, trying not to have an anxiety attack, but yeah, that, he's there. He's always there. He's always just chilling. 
I'm pretty sure the Patriots, they beat us last year by like three points. And then the year before that, they beat us by like 51 points. So I'm just going to, we'll just breeze past that one. That fucking 47 to zero shutout. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I hate Bill Belichick. I, 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 I despise him. Um, him and Tom Brady have broken my hearts. Uh, my hearts. Yeah, they, they've broken my hearts. I have two hearts. No, they broke my heart on numerous occasions, and I don't even want to get into that. But I, I think the Patriots have some talent on their team. I really do. I, I like, I like the team they have. You know, they obviously lost a fucking huge piece of their defense in J.C. Jackson, and I'm not upset about that. For, for me personally, knowing where he went, but. I, I still see them being a team above 500. I see them third in the AFC East. I, I'm going to put them comfortably at nine wins right behind the Dolphins. I also have them at nine and eight. I oh, that's that's cool. I that's very cool. That You know, I'm not sure if we can put Dom's audio clip in the episode, considering that I'm pretty sure he was making, you know, a bowl of ramen or something. And was making the absolute <laughs> most noise possible in his audio Yo. clip. But I, he, I'm going to have to do some <laughs> hardcore editing to make sure that people don't hear the fucking jiffy pop he was making yeah, in the background. He did us no favors with that one. Thank you, Dom. Like I said, appreciate you for coming on. Appreciate the, con, the you know, the congrats on the engagement. But wow. Um, anyways, move, that's moving a, forward. That's someone from Massachusetts. That's a, that's a Massachusetts man for you yeah. if there's ever been one. Exactly. Um, he was a little it's like more you know biased. the fucking the fucking Patriots. They're just they're gonna fucking they're 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 gonna fuck you over and you're gonna hate it. Holy shit, he, dude! He was a little more biased than 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 Jake was. I do not see the the Pats getting up there in in wins like that. Uh, like I said, nine and eight I think is very realistic. I see them getting absolutely throttled on Thanksgiving. Now that I think about it, I don't know how that slipped my mind before. <laughs> um. I do think losing Josh McDaniels is going to hurt a little bit, especially if he's getting replaced by Matt Patricia. I think that is dangerous to say the least. I'm, I'm not sure how that's going to go. Um, I think Mac is going to be improved. I don't like their wide receivers very much. I, I really like Damian Harris. I can't lie. But you know, Devontae Parker. You gotta love Hunter Henry too. You gotta love Hunter Henry. I do love Hunter Henry. Him and Jonu Smith, I think, is a very good one-two punch at tight end. Um, I miss Hunter Henry on the Chargers uh, a lot. He was he was a very solid piece on our offense back in the day. But back in the day, like it was fucking twenty years ago or something. But yeah. No, I mean, in in their defense, you know, the Patriots defense is going to be the Patriots defense. Fucking Bill Belichick for whatever reason. They're probably going to be top five, top ten, no matter who they bring out on the field next year. Um, you know, I'd, I'm I'm not really sure what to expect. I think nine and eight that just seems so low for a Bill Belichick led team. He's just he's really just that guy. I think he's the greatest head coach in the history of the NFL. So I'm <clears throat> already Schottenheimer. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I, you know, I, I feel like I would not be surprised at all if Mac Jones took an insane leap this year and had them up in the 11-12 win range with what Dom said. I, I guess it's not that crazy when I think about, you know. Yeah, that's their that's their ceiling. I see that being their ceiling. I see their floor being seven wins. I see their floor being seven wins in, in terms of not executing that the, the way that they could and having a, a regressive year. 
Yeah, because I just don't. I mean, he Mac doesn't have much help outside of Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. I mean, I'm looking at Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, and Kendrick Bourne right now with Nelson Aguilar behind them. I wish Tyquan Thornton didn't get hurt. He He's an intriguing, I mean, he is so damn fast. I'm He would force himself onto the field, but, you know, I... I mean, I feel I like know. we haven't stated, we haven't stated the load that J.C. Jackson took off of their offense last season. I mean, I, I, I think this is coming from a, a place of... You know, some some newfound bias with J.C. Jackson going to the team that he went to. I don't. J.C. Jackson is the best cornerback in the NFL. <laughs> He's a turnover machine. I'm I'm he confident that if he was still on the Patriots, you would not have this same conviction. But being that he's on the Chargers, I, I'm all for it. I wouldn't know who J.C. Jackson is. <laughs> I wouldn't know who he is if he weren't on the Chargers. I'll be honest, my fucking my football literacy is off compared to yours, compared to even Jake's. Dom, on the other hand, I, I I'm comfortable going toe to toe with that motherfucker in terms of football. He he's he's a little biased, just like me. So I think it 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 evens up a little more. But I'm here for it. I'm here for the spontaneity. Spontan- I don't know. I, I, I just throw new words out here, too. Even if they're not real, even if I pronounce them wrong, I'm saying them because I don't give a fuck. Um, so what I was going to ask, though, Curtis, since we're here talking about the AFC East, the Minnesota Vikings are playing the AFC East this year. So uh, what do you think you're going to go against them? You're playing. Let me give you a quick run through of your schedule against them. So <laughs> week six, we got the Dolphins. Week 10, we have the Bills. Week 12, we have the Patriots. Uh, and week 13, you have the Jets. When I went through and did the game-by-game predictions, I have us going 2-2 two and two against the AFC East. I think we handily beat the Jets. And like I said, I, I think that we absolutely take home the victory on Thanksgiving. But I think that we are going to lose to Buffalo, who is a far superior team compared to the Vikings, all bias aside. The the Bills are a problem. And I, I think we lose to the Dolphins. We don't match up very well against them. Um, their strengths on offense compared to our weaknesses on defense. Um, I, I, I think I would love to be wrong about that. I would love to be overhyping the Dolphins and, and have us win that game. But yeah, that's how I see As it. As anyone would. Yeah. <laughs> As anyone in your position would. Yeah. Good. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, Patriots, I got them at nine wins. I got their floor at seven, but I'm picking them at nine. I think they're going to do good things this season. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, though. I don't think so either, which, like I said before, it's tough to say. I think they are a middle-of-the-pack team roster-wise, but goodness gracious, I, I can never count out Bill Belichick. I know that for a fact. Oh, shit. Holy fuck, is that Josh Allen on the back of a, a water buffalo? Oh my god, it's the Buffalo Bills. The number one team in the NFL this season. Already. Most likely throughout the whole season. I, I'm not afraid to say that. No. They're, they're, they're freaks. They're freaks. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree anymore. I hope that segue was good. I hope you liked that, Curtis. I tried. I tried to make it interesting. You're 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 gonna. I hope when we go in the post edit, you're gonna enjoy it. I think it'll be funny. Yeah, that was perfect, actually. Um, I can't wait to hear Josh it. Allen riding in on a water buffalo. Exactly. I think that's beautiful. 
And it really, it, you know, you couldn't have picked a better segue for a better team. Cause I just, I think I don't want to say far and away because there are good teams across the NFL, obviously, but I am very confident in saying that I think the Buffalo bills are the best team in the NFL. Yeah. As much as I want it to be the chargers, it's there's just, they're solidified after last season, after their run last season, ending in heartbreaking fashion to say the least. Uh, I, I think the Bills are a team that went into this offseason with already high hopes for looking forward to next season and then some adding on Vaughn Miller. I, I, I think him on defense alone is just enough to get a fucking, you know, to actually start a riot in Buffalo. I, I think he's a beast. As, as old as he is, his experience in this league is... It's it's a crucial piece to have on a, on a Super Bowl winning team. It really is, and, and to say he has Super Bowl experience and playoff experience is an understatement. He won in twenty fifteen. Oh shit! Sorry about that technical difficulties. Uh, so we had uh, we were talking about Von Miller, twenty fifteen. He won with the Broncos. Uh, wasn't he the MVP of that game? Uh, off the top of my head, I believe so. I, oh, I could be wrong, but I, I think you're right. That's okay. That's why we have the internet. Uh, um, so, last year, obviously, made a run with the with the Rams. You know, the Rams had some, some mishaps in the regular season. And, oh, wait. So, was it 2016 that they won? Yeah, so 2016 was the season. I, I apologize. And, yes, Von Miller was the Super Bowl MVP that season. I believe he had a strip sack, a very crucial key point of that game turning towards the Broncos' favor. Uh, he, he, he's obviously not that same player, given age and time. He, it's just, that's human. But, good lord. they I mean, Curtis, you go ahead and you break down the analytics of this team because looking at them, it doesn't even do it justice. I want you to, want you to fucking go in. I mean, here are my notes. I, all I have... Very simply put, they're the best team in the NFL. I, I said that already. I mean, they they were elite last year. They lost an absolute heartbreaker in the playoffs, a game that they should not have lost. But, you know, I think their defense was already one of, if not the best in the NFL. You know, so all they did was go out and get Von Miller. I mean, he like you said, he's not who he used to be. But with the pieces they have on defense that also require so much attention to try and, you know, protect on the offensive side of the ball. Von Miller's going to get so many single single how how should I say this? single coverage looks. He's going to be uh blocked by one person more often than not. I mean, he's just I I think he's just going to cause a lot of problems. I mean, they're just so good. They're so well-rounded all around. It's going to hurt losing Brian Dable to the Giants like they did, but it's I don't think it's going to hurt that much. I mean, Josh Allen has become one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I was so wrong about him coming out of college. I love Stephon Diggs. Uh, Gabe Davis showed in the playoffs last year that he is an absolute problem. And I think the one downside to their team is how they run the ball on offense. And it just doesn't matter. They went out and drafted James Cook, younger brother of Dalvin Cook. Uh, He's just a problem. Runs in the jeans, you know. He really is. That's one thing we can agree on. You know, the the Cook brothers know how to tote the rock. Simple as that. I just, uh, 
I don't know. I think I haven't really made any predictions this far into the season yet, but I'm confident in putting them as one member of the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely touched touched on that earlier, and uh, I don't even want to get into that, honestly. It might upset me on who you have in that game. Uh, let's not let's not get into that. No, I'm sorry, sorry. We're spoiling, we're spoiling, we're spoiling, we're spoiling. Sorry. Yeah, Stefan Diggs, fucking beast. Gabriel Davis. I mean, Josh Allen has all the pieces around him. Dawson Knox. Like you, you've got everything you need to fucking to make a Super Bowl run. Josh Allen is a beast. You know, worst case, he he's out. Case Keenum is the best. <laughs> The greatest backup you know I rock quarterback with Case in, in NFL history. Yeah. He's a fucking stud. Case Keenum holds a special place in my heart for sure. His name alone, Case Keenum. Like that shit sounds like a, a Nick Jr. TV show, but like the coolest, <laughs> like Case Keenum, like tuning in at 11 a.m. Sundays. Like, whoa. I don't even know what I'm getting at. This is, the, the I mean... But what you said about their running backs, I, I think if they figure out a way to to make their run game a little more threatening, they have the fucking pieces to do it. Singletary definitely has the fucking pieces to not be the primary, the 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 workhorse on the running end of the ball. Yeah, the Bills. The Bills are a problem. The Bills are a problem for every team in the AFC. They really are. They're gonna make. They're gonna make a fucking make a lot of noise this year. I have them in first. I have them in first with 13 wins, 13 and 4. Shit. I have them in first at 15 and 2. And Oof. the way that I see it is I think they lose their last game of the year just because they're going to be playing strictly second stringers. I think they're going to lose to the Patriots just because the game will not matter at all. They're going to have the first seed in the AFC locked up. Um they're going to be thinking only about the playoffs after they beat the Bengals in week 17. So, uh uh, yeah, you've got them beating the Rams opening opening game. Yeah, absolutely. The one loss. Let me see. Oh, it's a Thursday game. I didn't realize the season starts on a Thursday. Why would they do that? I hate that. That's, I hate that's Thursday night football. That's always how it is with the Super Bowl winner because the Rams won the Super Bowl. They open the season at home on the Thursday before or the the how long has it been like that years I, for as long as I can remember. No, but like I was saying, the only game I have them losing and really, it's just a it's a it's a crapshoot, honestly, because their schedule isn't that difficult to begin with. It's really they, not. I, I don't want to say they could go undefeated. They very well could go undefeated, but I don't think that's realistic. I have them losing in week four to Baltimore, just being on the road at you know M and T Bank Stadium. That's a tough place to play. But a- after that, I don't see them losing a game up until the last game of the season. Like I said, where Case Keenum's going to be starting. And they will have absolutely nothing to play for. So I'm going to give them two losses in their division. I'm going to say they're going to lose to Baltimore. And I say playing Kansas City week six, they're going to lose. Everything else is a dub. Yeah, that's definitely a tough game in Arrowhead. But, yeah. you know, it's just one of those games. I think they're going to be looking for revenge after the way their season ended last year. Yeah. You can always, you can always uh, toss back and forth as to how that's going to go. Their bye week is kind of early in the season. Week seven definitely isn't ideal to have to go and play 11 games after the fact without a break. But, you know, like I said, I think they're going to have the number one seed wrapped up 
fairly comfortably and you know not have to worry too much about the last game of the season yeah they're gonna handle their 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 schedule handily i i don't see them having any any trouble making the playoffs this year um i mean fuck man we 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 got through this we got through this good this is good i enjoyed it uh yeah, that, that was probably the most thorough we've been, honestly. That that that's a fun division. I'm excited. Outside of the Jets, I think that's a very competitive division. Yeah. Definitely. I, I'm not looking forward to seeing the Bills this season. I'm not. Uh or uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say this season, because we're not playing them in the regular season, but I Yeah, speak I, for yourself. I I see them I see us playing them in the playoffs. I do. I mean, some team's going to have to play the number one seed once the Bills actually crumble and don't. They don't get that number one seed because the Chargers are going to be right there <laughs> when they go 17-0 and Justin Herbert hoists the Lombardi trophy over his shoulder like the god that he is as his hair blows in the winds. The great winds. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Where's it? Uh, where's that? We need a fact you. checker. Jamie, Jamie, to... Jamie, look that up for me. I think we're gonna have to fall back on the internet here once again. Um, it's in Arizona. The 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 oh god, no one wants those winds blowing in their face. Ugh. You know, I heard something that they were trying, and and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I did hear that they are trying to ban contraceptives in Arizona, like ban condoms, ban birth control. That's a whole <laughs> other conversation. But what what the fuck? Um, That's some great NFL talk. Yeah, you know. I mean, fuck, bro. Look at how many kids Philip Rivers, Antonio Cromartie, like the, the children make a difference in life. Yeah, we need to be worried about the contraceptives in fucking San Diego. <laughs> back, back in the day when the Chargers were producing kids God, like that. Goodness damn, gracious. That's I'm not, what I'm saying. I'm not worried about Arizona. I wish that they would have been focused on the fucking field instead of the fucking the box. You know what I mean? The box score. <laughs> fucking a no anyway we're, we're yeah we're we're, we're having to wrap fun. up the afc <laughs> i have got the new york jets coming in last at three and 14 followed by i'm excuse me not followed by uh then i've got the patriots nine and eight miami 11 and six and the buffalo bills at 15 and two um i have the jets with four wins four and 13 i have the uh Patriots at nine, nine and nine and eight. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Nine and eight. I have the Dolphins at 10 and seven. And I have the Buffalo Bills at 13 and four. Because 15 and two is fucking outlandish. All right. That's tough. I mean, I I just can't wait to come back and revisit these episodes. Hey, remember when I told you to draft Keenan Allen in the fantasy, uh, in your fantasy league? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, we were just talking about that. He told me something that I forgot completely, but I guess one year I told him to draft Keenan Allen because he's a beast, and he said, no, he's mid. Then Keenan Allen went absolutely apeshit. I don't shit. know if that's how that conversation went. I think I've always given him his flowers. I mean, flowers are stomped on and left in the fucking dust as you lose your fantasy league because you didn't pick him up. And so, you know, he tried to right his wrongs the season after, and what do you know? Keenan Allen gets an injury, and he's out for the season. But that's just the way the cookie crumbles over at Curtis's house. So you trying to say I should listen to you more often or what? What I'm trying to say is the Bills are not going to be 15-2 and two this season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, man. This is fun. I love it. I love it. I'm having a fun time. All right. Let's wrap this episode up. Let's wrap it up short and sweet. We got the, we got the numbers out there. Bills number one. 
Have we we haven't oh no, we disagreed on the AFC North, so we did disagree at least on one on one ranking in terms and of the NFC North. Oh, did I have the Packers in first? Yeah, and you said that I was crazy with my uh Lions prediction. Crazy? I feel like I said you're crazy for your I don't remember. I'm gonna have to go back and listen. I don't wanna paraphrase or, you know, assume. I probably did say some dumb shit. You know, I'm a very spontaneous person. I like to trust my intuition. It's brought me very far in places. So when we come back at the end of the season and all my stupid predictions come out right and Curtis is mad because he fucking studied for days on end like he's a Harvard student on who is going to get what and I'm right over some fucking random gut feelings, it's going to feel good. Yeah, whatever, kid. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, I mean, best. Are we not doing the NFC East? Oh shit! God damn, we already took an hour up talking about. I'm fucking we're stupid. An, we're an hour into this. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about the <laughs> NFC East, bro. Holy shit! I mean, no, this isn't this. This is worth. This is worth talking for an hour about the AFC East because I, I think it's a good. I think it's a good. Uh, it's a good division. It's a good division. There's no need to stress about it. So what, do you, you want to do the NFC East right now? Yeah, let's do it. Cowboys, Redskins, I mean, fuck, Commanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Um, you start us off. You start us off because I don't even have any notes for them. I'll be honest with you. Got you. So uh, moving on here to the NFC East, I think it is only right to start off with the commies of Washington. And I think they will be 4-13 and 13 this year. Which is tough to say because I really like Ron Rivera. I think they could be a couple games better because I I believe he's a very good head coach. They're just very average, just all around. Terry McLaurin's a, a very good wide receiver. I don't have any expectations for Carson Wentz. I've learned to expect the least when it comes to him and be surprised when he does perform. You know, one or two weeks out of the year. Yeah, Carson but, um, Wentz is Carson Wentz. He there's something wrong with him. Yeah, I I just don't have much to say about the commies. I I think they will be good. <laughs> they they should be competitive. Just like I said, Ron Rivera, big believer in that guy. But when it comes down to their team, Logan Thomas is you know probably their best receiving threat. No, no, I'm sorry. They drafted Jahan Dotson, and I see Curtis Samuel now. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They've got a couple more weapons than I thought. But, you know, I just, I, I still, I, I don't see them winning much more than five or six games. And I, I think I'm cool with my prediction being at four and 13. They're in a tough division. I think uh, that Dallas and Philly are b- much better than both of them. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I you have them in fourth, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, I also have them in fourth. Uh, they even, they're, they're in fourth with an easy-ass schedule, too. God, if we had, if our teams had these schedules, holy shit, yo! I know it, it's it's tough to only have them winning four games because their schedule is pretty favorable. Honestly, I'm gonna give them. But, I'm gonna give them six wins. I'm gonna give them six. I'm gonna give yeah, them six I, and eleven. I I could see it for sure. Like I said, Carson will perform one or two weeks that I am not expecting, and. He's you know, gonna I he's think, gonna hit him with the you like that. No, that's no that that's in Minneapolis now. He he's not allowed to say that. Mm. I mean, hey, I'm just saying. 
Carson Wentz is the GOAT. Of absolutely nothing. I don't think anybody has ever said that. I mean, he's... Outside of maybe, outside of maybe the North Dakota State Bison. You know, I'm <laughs> sure he was the guy there in college. But, you know, that time has come and gone. I mean, I, I think people in Philadelphia are very grateful for him and his injury uh, in 2017. Or 2018, sorry. No, you're right. 2017. No, 2017 is when the Patriots won. Against the... No. The Falcons. I don't, no, I don't think so. God damn it. I, Curtis, I'm telling you, it was 2018. Yeah, 2018, they beat the Patriots 41 to 33. No, but was the, that Super Bowl was in 2018? So it was the 2017 season? Right, right, right. Okay, that's what I was saying. Because I just knew that was when the Vikings made it to the NFC Championship. And I don't want to talk about that season any further. Here we are talking about the <laughs> upcoming football season. Yeah, so next team, next team, uh, the Giants, the Giants. Uh, I have them. I have them doing better than a lot of people this season. I have them doing better than people think that they're gonna do. I don't have them doing what, what, amazing. I, I, I mean, I, I have them. I, now that I'm looking at Washington with six wins, I just don't know if the Giants are gonna squeeze six wins out of this season. I might have them both tied for six wins, honestly. Because the Giants have a tougher schedule. I'm about to pull it up right now. They play the Titans week one. They play Baltimore. Um, They play the Houston Texans week 10 right after their bye week. That's a scary sight to see. Yeah, the, the mighty Houston Texans. Who ever would want to play them? <laughs> the super. Do you remember when the Texans were fucking nice, bro? God damn, they were mean. JJ Watt. It, I feel like it was. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. But at the same time, that was that was quite a long time ago. <laughs> Andre Johnson. Um, that was still one of my favorite moments ever. Watching Andre Johnson beat the shit out of Cortland Finnegan. Yeah, Arian Foster was a fucking beast for them. He was not. He was nice. Anyways, um, oh yeah, you, you, you touched on the Giants, that's right. I think that they will go 5-12 and 12 this year, which, you know, they have some weapons now. They got Brian Dable, which I was talking about earlier, um, away from the Bills. And also, in, in reference to the Bills, I think that Daniel Jones is like a great value Josh Allen, just in the sense that they're both fairly mobile. Um, but, you know, Daniel Jones just he, he just can't do the same things that Josh Allen can do. So I'm not sure how Brian Dable will adapt to that. They've got uh, Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson, which I think are two very, very good pickups for the way that Brian Dable runs his offense. Um, I think their defense is going to be a little bit better. I hope Kayvon Thibodeau comes back sooner rather than later. Um, that injury could really suck for them the first couple weeks of the season. But yeah, I mean, if he can come back sooner rather than later and, and be healthy throughout the year, I think now that they have Wink Martindale as their defensive coordinator, I think uh, they could, they could make some steps in the right direction. But I think five and 12, like I said, with the commies, um, I think Dallas and Philly are just all around better teams. And you know, that, that gives them four, I don't want to say guaranteed, but almost guaranteed losses on their schedule. I don't think those games will be that competitive. But uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got to say about the Giants. 
Okay, so I've made an update to my records. I have Washington with five wins, and then I have the Giants with six wins. That's I'm going with okay. that for continuity. Final answer. Yeah, final answer. Um, yeah, the Giants, I, I think they're moving in the right direction. They're definitely going in the right direction. Daniel Jones is the biggest, probably the biggest question mark on this team. Definitely. Do you agree God, with that? If Saquon can stay healthy, I do agree with that. Uh, healthy or not, Daniel Jones has just been so inconsistent. Yeah. Um, if Saquon can stay healthy, that would be great. Kenny Galladay, whether he's healthy or not, was pretty much invisible last year. Um, I'd love to see Leonard Williams do good. Another yeah, three man. and six kid graduated from Mainland High School. I didn't. I didn't realize he was on the Giants. How long has he been playing for the Giants? Uh, just a year or two. He was on the Jets before. I remember yeah. seeing that trade go through. Uh, yeah. I, I think this might be his second season, maybe his third. I could be off by a little bit, but no. Him and Kayvon Thibodeau. Even Dexter Lawrence on that D-line, that's a solid front seven with Blake Martinez behind them. Um, I, you know, I think they could be competitive. I just don't think they have the pieces to you know, come through and, and win some of the games that they'll be close in. I just want to say that I love how knowledgeable you are of the depth of these teams. It's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know these players like that at all, and I'm hinging on your knowledge here. I think we made that clear, oh. though, from the start. I think that's funny that you bring it up right now because I'm seeing Micah McFadden as the second string uh, linebacker behind Blake Martinez. And I think that is awesome. I watched him play in high school at uh, Plant High School down in Tampa, Florida, when when my best friend was attending that high school. And then I watched him play at Indiana and fuck up Michigan State for a couple years. I think that's awesome to see Micah McFadden on an NFL roster. I hope he does great things in the NFL. That's dope. That's awesome. Um... Yeah, I have the Giants at six wins, Commanders at five. Cowboys? Yeah, next? I'm not I'm not I'm not too far off. I've got the Giants at five, the commies at four. Yeah, we can go to the Cowboys or the Eagles. I, I've got them uh fairly even this year, to say the least, at my prediction. Okay. Okay. I like it. Um let's start with the Cowboys. Sounds good. You can you can lead the way if you want to. Uh I, I see the Cowboys. Mm. I see them second behind the Eagles. I, I see the Eagles doing good this year. I, I see the Cowboys regressing. I, I see Trayvon Diggs not doing as much as he did last year in terms of production. And I see he, his, his flaws becoming more apparent. And hopefully for his sake that he can uh, fix that. But, I mean, their defense is very solid. Micah Parsons is a fucking... He's a... He's a terrorist on 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 defense he's scary uh on their offense Dak Prescott is a very solid I mean uh close to I I want to say elite in the regular season at least Dak Prescott puts up elite elite numbers and wins elite games when he needs to in the regular season it just hasn't translated in the playoffs yet for him I'm sorry if you can hear all that honking there's a line uh, this is what I love about New York. There's just people honking at each other like they can do anything. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, I, 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 thought, I thought I heard that. It's so bad, man. Like, people honk when there's nothing happening. Like, traffic's not moving. It's at a deadlock, and they think honking's going to do something. <laughs> um, Sorry. Uh, didn't mean to get off track. Yeah, the Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, great backfield. Just a very overall solid team. There's there's not a lot of holes in this team. Um, minus losing uh 
what's his name? I'm sorry. I'm I'm fucking Amari Cooper. Losing. Yeah, he did. He 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 went to Cleveland. Yeah, uh, losing Amari Cooper and seeing CD Lamb step up to that number one. Uh, Michael Gallup being their number two is. It's a solid number two, but it's definitely not CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. That's that's for sure. But I hope to see CeeDee Lamb do good things this season because he's a beast. Curtis, if you want to throw some words in for us, some 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 thoughts and opinions. I was just looking over my notes here, and I, I think uh, my, my very first point here that I've got is I think they have the best quarterback, the best running back, and the best wide receiver in the division. Um, I which, you know, it's kind of a toss-up with C.D. Lamb and A.J. Brown, but I think I would take C.D. Lamb. Um, they have a very strong defense, like you said. I think it is almost impossible for Trayvon Diggs to reciprocate what he did last year just because I, I don't think he was as impressive as most people think he was. I mean, he's got some inflated numbers with the interceptions he got, but... You know, just from actually watching some of the games, I don't think he was that great in coverage. But I mean, they've got Malik Hooker. I think Jaron Curse is a very underrated safety from his time with the Vikings. I've, I've, I didn't want the Vikings to let him go. I've watched him closely for you know many many games. But Micah Parsons is a freak athlete. Um, I think he's probably in this is only his second year. I think he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Maybe best defenders. Period. Um, they just got Anthony Barr recently from the Vikings. Leighton Vander Esch is a solid middle linebacker if he can stay healthy. Um, losing Randy Gregory is definitely going to hurt a little bit, but they still have Demarcus Lawrence. I just think they're a very solid, well-rounded team. As much as I hate to say that, because I have no reason to like the Cowboys. Um, as I'm sure most people probably feel the same way, that America's team bullshit is just not, it's not for me. And, you know, when it comes to their special teams, even we watched Cavante Turpin absolutely dominate the kick return and punt return game in their second preseason game, I believe it was. So, no, I, I think they're going to be good this year. I don't want to give that that credit. I, I credit that to our terrible special teams. I mean, he seems like a problem. I mean, I hope so. I, that makes us look better. I- <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we got fucking cooked. He had two. I, was I it him who be, had two touchdowns? Yeah, like like I said, punt return and kick return. But you know, I that could just be preseason bias getting the best of me. You know, who may, maybe he doesn't do anything in the yeah, regular season. I try and ignore the preseason uh, comfortably. You know, take note on, on a few things. But I definitely, I definitely have the Cowboys. And maybe this is a bold take. This is a hot take, but it's one that I'm going with. I have the Cowboys. At looking at their schedule, I'm going to say that they get nine wins this season and they're second behind the Eagles, which we'll touch on next. But I have them winning nine games. Yeah, that's a I think I'm going to let you segue into the Eagles and I will give my prediction on their record on the Cowboys and the Eagles record at the same time, just for I I have a, a method to my madness. Okay, I like it. Um. I see the Eagles. I see Jalen Hurts having more options this season. I see AJ Brown coming in. AJ Brown is there. He's a beast. He's a game changer for sure. He is going to be a beautiful piece 
for the Eagles in the fact that he is going to take the workload off of Devontae Smith and open up Devontae Smith's game in a crucial way, which also in turn opens up Jalen Hurts' ability to have time to think a little bit and have more options. And uh, Dallas Goddard, he's a beast at tight end. I really like him. He won me some some daily fantasy games last year, and I thank him for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to see I want to see the Eagles do good this year. I really do. Uh, I have them at. You know what? I'm gonna give the Eagles eleven wins. I'm gonna have them going eleven and seven and first in the NFC East. And I may be completely wrong, but I'm going with it. 11 and 6. But I apologize. I realized no, as no. I said it. <laughs> 11 same, and 6. Same difference. Same yeah, difference. you know, let's just add another game on, you know. Before you know it, we have 36 regular season NFL games. <laughs> and the Browns and, and and the Texans win the Super Bowl cuz everyone else is too tired to to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that the Eagles have the best offensive line in all of football. Um, I think that will absolutely work into their favor when it comes to giving Jalen Hurts more time, allowing them to run the offense how they want to run the offense. Um, I think A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith are a phenomenal one-two punch. Oh my Anything gosh. to get Jalen Rager off the field. I mean, that guy is... Let me not get into that. I hope he has a phenomenal career elsewhere. Everything he's done in Philly so far and getting drafted right before Justin Jefferson, he has been set up to fail from the very beginning. And I wish the best for him going forward. But, you know, you you said it. Dallas Goddard is an amazing tight end. I think they have all the pieces to be a very, very successful offense. Jalen Hurts just needs to take that next step. Um, I don't think Miles Sanders is that guy either, but he's a serviceable running back and he can he can do enough for them. I think they've got a solid defense as well. I mean, looking at their front seven right now. Uh, and they drafted Jordan Davis on top of that. Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean, two absolute stars from the Georgia defense that just won a national championship last year. Uh, they've got Darius Slay, James Bradbury in the secondary, Anthony Harris, former Viking. You know, I think they they've also got a lot of potential to uh, to do some good things this year in the NFC, which is not as tough as the AFC. But I saved my record predictions for both of these teams. Because I believe uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles are both going to go 11, 5, and 1, tying each other. And <laughs> I'm not sure when that's going to be, which game it is that they're going to play. But, you know, why not? I, I, I'm sure nobody else is going to predict that. So just because football is football, the NFC East is the NFC East, somewhere uh, the Eagles and the Cowboys are going to tie. And I'm going to look like a genius at the end of this year. You're a very zesty man, sir. That's a very zesty take. <laughs> I like it. I like it. At least you're going to have something to look forward to after your horrible takes at the end of the season. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only fucking with you. Um, <laughs> so you have them at 10 and 5 and 1. 11, 5 and 1, right? Is that is that math mathing? That yeah, math yeah. is 11, mathing. My math 11, is untrustworthy. I, I failed I failed Miss Miklos, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> she Jeez. got me right. I can add eleven, five, and one. Yeah, no, not me. Uh <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean damn. 
We wrap that up. That's good. Uh, I, I like the Eagles and the NFC East. Oh, yeah. So one question I wanted to ask you since we're talking about these two Eastern divisions. Uh, who do you see having a better year this year with the new pickups that they have on offense? Jalen Hurts or Tua? Great, uh, not comparing their schedules, but more so on a personal accomplishment level. It's tough because I do like Mike McDaniel more than I like Nick Sirianni. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Tua just for the simple fact that he has Tyreek Hill. I think that is the ultimate X factor in all of this. Oh, but does that make him better? Or does that make him just rely on Tyreek Hill like Patrick Mahomes has for the last how many seasons? I think, okay, that is <laughs> an unnecessary stray for Patrick Mahomes to catch right there. Um, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't hate Patrick but Mahomes, but I, I don't I think, like him. I mean, whether it's a crutch or not, I think ultimately it will make Tua have the better season. I think Tua is a better pure passer than Jalen Hurts. I mean... As we saw in the national championship, Tua came in and saved the day when Jalen Hurts just wasn't getting the job done for Bama. But yeah. you know, I, aside from that, I think um, Jalen Hurts obviously is a better athlete. He adds more in a sense that you know they can run the read option. You know, a couple more designed quarterback runs. Jalen Hurts scored a lot of touchdowns rushing the ball last year. But I th- I think I'm gonna have to go with Tua on a more uh, successful season from you know like accolades and and standings uh, standpoint. Maybe not standings. I shouldn't say that because I think the AFC is tougher. But I I I think uh, I'm gonna go with Tua for the sake of your question. My heart says hurts, but my logic says Tua, so I'm gonna go with hurts. I think he's gonna have a better season. Truthfully, like from like from just a you know stepping away from looking at the bigger picture and everything, you know, I, I'm going to say Jalen Hurts has a better season this season with the team that he has. I like the Eagles. I like the Eagles. That's fair. And I hate to say that I like the Eagles, but I mean, let me not phrase it like that because I certainly do not like the Eagles, but I think, I think they're going to be good this year. Hey man, Nick, Nick Foles isn't a problem for you anymore. Okay. Whatever. That's beside the point. I, I said, I'm not talking about that season. I should be careful. I should be careful with what I say. I don't want to bring up old wounds. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Now Jared Goff is in your nightmares. <laughs> okay, anyways. All right, yeah, so wrapping it up, we got... I have the Commanders at 5-12, and 12, and you have them at... 4-13. and 13. I have the Giants at 6-11, and 11, and you have them at... 5-12. and 12. I have the... Cowboys at nine and eight, and you have them at 11, five, and one, same as the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. And so, yep, Cowboys, you have them. Oh, wait. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I lost myself. <laughs> and I have the Eagles at 11 wins and six losses this season. Sounds about right to me. That math is math and a little better. Yeah, it definitely is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my past math teachers. I know I let you down. I promise I'll make it up in other areas. If you can look past, uh, put put your mathematical pride to the side and understand that I'm only a human. And the <laughs> FCAT doesn't fucking say who I am. I say who I am. <laughs> the FCAT can't hurt me anymore. No, I'm just kidding. I was good on the FCAT. It was the FSA that fucked me up. All right, enough fucking around. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Curtis, you know what's up next though, right? I can't wait. I'm very excited to talk about it. 
Hopefully it doesn't take us an hour like we just spent on the AFC East, but... Hey, no, hey, I, who, I like who, that. Who knows? Who knows? This is a very good division we've got coming up. I like that. We had special features in this episode, so it was only right that it got off a little bit. We're going to end up having episodes that are longer. We're just going to have to accept it and just know that, you know, the people who want to listen to it will, and the people who don't will go listen to our shorter episodes that are going to be fucking dope. And we haven't talked about those yet, but we have stuff in store for that. I promise you guys, it's going to be cool. It's not going to be... I'm sorry. Say that. Say what you were gonna say. No, I was just, we've definitely got stuff cooking. I'm I'm excited moving forward. It was nice to take a couple of days off and, and get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Well, it's Monday right now. Yep. We're, we're this is a good start to the week, my friend. Uh, I hope you guys. Uh, you're not gonna hear this on Monday, but I hope whenever you hear this, you have a good rest of your week. Uh, and best in the West is coming up. I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. But we're going to wrap this one up. I hope you guys have a good day, good night, whatever it is, wherever you are. Stay safe and peace.